0: Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set,
1: let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a branch of dispensationalism. Uh, and I'll give a little explanation of this. The topic today is Christian Zionism, the world's most urgent mission field. And this piece by Chuck Carlson is is excellent, and you'll understand better why there is a, a mission which seems kind of strange. You know, these guys claim to be Christians, so why would they need a mission from other Christians? But Christian Zionism is kind of a subset of dispensationalism, and dispensationalism is not easy to define, but I'm reading a book, and we discussed this book, The Praise of Folly, by David Lutzweiler, and he has a very good summary that kind of gives you an idea of the whole concept of dispensationalism. Concerning the first feature, dispensationalism, it has been said Correctly, that all evangelical Christians are dispensationalists of some kind, even if they believe in only two dispensations, the old and new. Every believer who does not bring an animal to church for sacrifice on Sundays is the most basic sense a dispensationalist. And the main features, as expounded by Schofield in his reference Bible and then has been Promulgated throughout evangelical seminaries for the past 100 years, is seven broad dispensations. First is innocence from the creation to the fall. Two, conscience from the fall to the flood. Three, human government from the flood to Abraham. Four, promise from Abraham to the law on Sinai. Five, law from Sinai to Christ's Cross and resurrection, the crucifixion on the cross. Six, church from the cross to the rapture of the church. Seven, kingdom, defined as the millennium after Christ's return. And these sound pretty innocuous. It's in number six and seven where the these ideas about a modern state of Israel being the fulfillment of biblical prophecy where everything's kind of goes awry. So... With that little bit of introduction, I'm going to have Leslie read Chuck's piece.
2: Quote, unquote, Christian Zionism, the world's most urgent mission field. Posted by Charles E. Carlson, May 28, 2013. Mainline Christians are beginning to realize that, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, is a misnomer, a sort of faith-based oxymoron, an impossibility to those who follow Christ. As of yet, we do not know of a denomination that has declared the Zionist-leaning church down the street to be an open mission field, but they should. If, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, cannot be said to be a denomination, an offshoot, branch, or subset, it must then be about world politics a radical departure from following Christ that is better described as, quote, Israel following, unquote. Increasingly, mainline or traditional churches are speaking out, refuting the bizarre interpretive biblical foundations of the John Hagees, the late Jerry Falwell, and other proud professing, quote, Christian Zionists, unquote. Christ-following churches should do as Project Straightgate did, declare, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, to be an apostate pretense at Christ-following because it has fallen away from truth. Quote, Christian Zionist, unquote, churches in the U.S. to be viewed as a mission field as much as any animist tribe in a mountain valley of the Andes or China was once considered a mission field. Firm words need to be said to everyone of the 50 to 70 million or more Americans who allow themselves to be associated with the likes of John Hagee and the late Jerry Follow and many others. The right words are, quote, you are following something, but you are not following Jesus, unquote. Project Straightgate set this standard almost 10 years ago, and through it we have learned to relate to pastors and congregations, and have uncovered the incredible frailty of their argument in support of the occupier state. Israel is a far more brutal occupier than were the Romans of Jesus' day, as can be witnessed by thousands who have lived in Israeli prisons. It is our prayer that church groups like the Church of Scotland will take this next bold but obviously correct step and we offer suggestions for mistakes we have made. The Church of Scotland, COS, is the latest but not the only church organization to recognize that Israel is an occupier and flagrant abuser of the natives in the land of the Philistines. Its statement entitled... The Inheritance of Abraham, a report on the Promised Land, clearly called attention to the role of, quote, Christian Zionists, unquote, and their scriptural error, if not deliberate, distortion and abuse of Christian scripture. This report, when released a few weeks ago, brought down condemnation and wrath from Israeli Zionists who stoutly defend its much larger American brother, Quote, Christian Zionism, unquote. The COS report correctly reminds its members that it is no stranger to the land of the Philistines, having a continuous mission presence there and a 10 year history of warning its members that they should reject, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, stating clearly in a 2007 plea from their church leaders in Jerusalem endorsing their criticism of Christian Zionism and warned their members to reject it. The 2013 report challenges the basic core belief of, quote, Christian Zionists, unquote, and indeed all Zionists, stating it refutes claims that Scripture offers any people a privileged claim for possession of a particular territory. In other words, God did not give any real estate to the state of Israel. In our own definition of Christian Zionism, we have long noted, it is and always has been, the belief that the modern state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. We learn from the COS report, the Palestinian member of the COS, started taking this exact same position at about the same time we did a decade ago. There is much more in this COS 2013 report we could talk about. And thankfully, the Church of Scotland is not the only church to take this position. Fifteen U.S. denominations have made a very similar statement in a protest to Congress. One obvious difference between those Protestant churches, including the COS, that has long opposed the acts and the theology of, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, in contrast to those who support it, is that those who oppose Zionism are those few who have stayed in the land of the Philistines and suffered along with the Philistines throughout the current occupation. They have worked with the Philistines in their tragedy, where, in contrast, the Zionist-leaning denominations such as the Southern Baptist Convention have long ago pulled out, leaving the Palestinian Christians side-by-side with Muslims to struggle against Zionism on their own. American churches who support Zionism have taken a comfortable, see-no-evil, speak-no-evil approach to mission work. A case in point was my own March 2002 discovery in Gaza City that the Southern Baptist Convention, which then owned a church and office buildings in Gaza, had not only pulled out but had forced the withdrawal of its missionaries from Gaza, even those who wanted to stay among the Philistines, in contrast, I found Orthodox and mainline Protestant churches had stayed on to mission and sent back the few accurate reports we received. Christian Zionist churches do not want to witness Israel's occupation and abuse of the Philistines, so they switched from participants to tourists, taking Israel-sponsored and controlled junkets, which carefully and expertly Avoid sights and sounds of the occupation. The Southern Baptist leadership in the person of Richard L. Land said officially in 2002, God gave the land to Israel, so for the Palestinians, quote, it's God's way or the highway, unquote. In contrast, Church of Scotland challenged the most basic spiritual belief of, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, this being that the ancient Chaldean Abraham received the land now known as Palestine from God and passed it along to the present day occupiers, never mind that the occupiers came from Europe only 65 years ago and chose the name Israel for themselves. The COS firmly states that no tribe or nation, pointedly Israel, can claim land rights from God based on scripture. Conversely, the basic tenet of, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, is the belief that the present-day state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy with the right to the land given by God. Therefore, the historic occupants have no right to be there. Every follower must believe this, it is the only argument they can find to justify the immorality of the Israeli occupiers. At this point, I must stop to explain why you will find, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, in quotes in this report. We hold these truths was one of the first, if not the first, to apply this term to churches who previously had called themselves dispensational or sometimes evangelical or Quote, fundamentalist, unquote. But Zionism, as practiced in church, is such a radical departure from the words of Jesus as to make the term, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, an oxymoron, an impossibility of meeting. We have explained to those entering several Christians United for Israel Night to Honor Israel meetings that they will not find Christ inside the doors, for there is not a jot or tittle of what Jesus or his disciples taught being heard inside. We often ask attendees to count their fingers every utterance of Jesus' name inside such meetings. Our own friends who attend and observe tell us Jesus is all but forgotten inside. Christian Zionists are so far outside of practicing Christianity as to be a bad joke. One does not have to be a Bible scholar to see this. Children can see that the occupation does not equate with, quote, blessed are the peacemakers, unquote, quote, love your neighbor as yourself, unquote, or a hundred other teachings of Jesus and those who followed him. There is simply not an ounce of Christ taught in, quote, Christian Zionist, unquote, services. We hold these truths, have practiced our teaching, sponsored upward to a 100 vigils at, quote, Christian Zionist, unquote, leaning churches, and that is why we now put quote marks around the impossible phrase. It would be more accurate to call those who follow this false leadership apostate Zionists or Gentile Zionists. Christ-following churches should put reclaiming, quote, Christian Zionists, unquote, as a first concern. It is without a doubt the largest apostate group in America. It is a larger number than atheists, Jews and Muslims in America combined, and they already believe in going to church. These confused believers in Christ, who swear they are anything but confused, need to be reminded that Jesus, and not political Israel, is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. If they see that, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, is indirectly is clearly responsible for many deaths in the land of the Philistines and is drawing all of America into one war after another, they can change. I did, and so did most members of Project Straightgate. There is no faction, religious or political, that is larger or more influential in its push for war than is, quote, Christian Zionism, unquote, It is, therefore, the world's most urgent mission
1: field. Thank you, Chuck. Another excellent piece that needs to be said. Comments?
3: We started out, of course, going to Christian Zionist churches. We tried going to a few mainline churches, and they kind of took the fun out of it. They were so friendly, inviting us in for tea and so on. But now I believe the time is here that we need to find a way to influence mainline churches to be a little bit more aggressive, and we have these examples like the Church of Scotland, which I suppose is kind of like the Anglican church. I don't know. I have no experience with it, but we hope that this kind of an article will have an impact on mainline churches to whom we give it, and we hope to develop a project here to try this paper out. Maybe it needs some tweaking so your input is very much sought here, but really the purpose of this paper is to be sent to mainline church pastors around the country. And with that context in mind, we appreciate your comments. i check this, Craig. The question I have is sometimes it's interspersed, the land of the Philistines, the Palestinians. What is the thought around that? Because I know a lot of uh, people in the evangelical circles, when you talk about Philistines, they want to go and destroy them all. It's that kind of attitude. What is your thought on that? Well, of course, the reason I, I like to use the term "Philistines," and, and I actually borrowed this from someone else, of course, a filmmaker who used the word "Philistine." But "Philistine" is the Arabic pronunciation of "of Palestine." But the real reason I use it is because it's a biblical term, and the dispensational crowd loves to say that the Palestinians came there after the Israelis did. Oh, I see, and yeah. that they have no history on the land and that actually Israel is the blood descendants of Abraham, where, in fact, it's more likely that, uh, if anything, that uh, the Palestinians are are the blood descendants of Abraham, although nobody knows. We did an interview with Mazum Quincea, who was a Yale University geneticist, and we asked him these questions, and he responded that there were definite genetic links that indicated that the Palestinians had been there for a very long time and that the Israelis coming from Europe had uh, different genetics that uh, did not show up. But it's one of those questions that, Is it a good idea or not? Is it confusing to use Palestinian one time and Philistine another? Some people will argue that the Philistines were they were late arrivers and, and were not really the Palestinians, We're not really the ancestors of the Palestinians. I don't really know how good an idea it is myself, but I'm glad you raised the question, and we should talk about it a little bit and see. It is definitely, however, a biblical word. And Gaza, if you remember the story of Samson, when he was dragged away finally by the Philistines, he was taken to their center of commerce which was gaza city that was where the bible says they took him so i don't know if it helps them or hurts them but the palestinians i know kind of like it they seem to identify with it i've never had any palestinian tell me they didn't like the use of the word
1: chuck the the comment i have is a lot of of course evangelical christians don't want to be put in this christian zionist and some of them really aren't but the influence of Christian Zionism is great. And I can give my own church as an example. The pastor had a sermon in Galatians 2, and he was talking about unity. And it was interesting because he talked about, he didn't call them special interest groups, but he used a quote from a, I think a guy named Jones who was a Methodist theologian. Some hundred years ago or more, that said when people talk about what they believe, there is disunity. When they talk about who they believe, there is unity. In other words, who being Jesus. And so in his sermon, he did mention Israel uh, as a divisive issue. So a lot of these churches, You've got this Christian Zionism through various ministries, and maybe the main minister is really not, but they are being held captive by these ideas. So they take these tours, like you mentioned here, to Israel, and uh, they're propaganda tours, and don't challenge them. Uh, I know for a fact our pastor went on a tour to Israel, and one of our elders took him the back way. Uh, into the West Bank, into Palestine. And so the pastor got to see for himself the checkpoints, and he was quite taken aback that, you know, what they have to go through just, uh, and there's some 600 checkpoints. The rest of the tour would not have gotten that sense because they go to the border, go across, they get on a, a bus that's driven by an Arab who knows that he'll lose his job if he says the wrong thing. And so they get the... Line from the Israelis that the, they can't trust the Palestinians or terrorists and so forth and not to deal with them. So they get this one-sided view, and it doesn't, it doesn't get out. So there is culpability, even with our pastor, saying that there is a problem, we need to focus on Christ, but they need to be challenged, I think, more. Leslie?
2: They've become tourists of the gospel itself.